to have you on the show we yes. always love having boss queens on mm-hmm. the podcast I love that and oh my god girl you have been killing it in the game lately oh, it's thank you insane <laughs> it's I, I honestly feel the same way I feel like it's insane too yeah well yeah. Chrissy and I we last saw you uh it was the deadbeats event out here in Denver because that's where mm-hmm. we're based out of you play at yeah, the mission yeah, ballroom yeah, yeah, yeah that's honestly one of my favorite shows to literally ever exist in my life it was no way yeah it was like well for me that was the first show back from COVID and I didn't know like when I was asked to play it it was like Zed's Dead Red Rocks after party so I didn't know like what Mission Ballroom was because it Mm -hmm. is obviously a new venue I had never been there never played it so I was expecting like like this like venue that was like after party vibes and when I got there I was like this is a stadium I was like this yeah. is not an after party literally <laughs> and it was packed out for that it show too crazy it was so crazy so it was really cool like I was completely blown away like it was so much fun but yeah I like was not expecting that and they're like Rossi this has been sold out it's like 4,000 people I yeah Hmm. I was like are you actually where Okay. I was like, okay, 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 okay. First show yeah. back from COVID, I was so nervous. <laughs> yeah, that stadium—it's pretty much a stadium. It's yeah, one of the—it's it's, it's one of the best venues out here oh, for sure. It's like, huge, and the LED wall—I was like, oh my gosh, this is like eight of billion of me. If I stood on my shoulders, it was so tall and so big. I was like, yeah, that day was kind of crazy for us. I want to say it was like the third or the fourth of July. I don't remember which yeah, one. I. Th- I it think it was the actual 4th of July. Yeah, I think it was the 4th. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, we were at the daytime party where Jessica Otterfred played. And mm-hmm. I think there was like, it might have been like abstract or someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were there just chilling, like not even expecting that we would get tickets to go to mission. And then our friend was just like, hey, I got you on the list. Like you're coming. And we were like, oh, full send. I love that. <laughs> I know. I didn't. I was originally, my plan was to go to the day thing and then go that evening but I went to Red Rocks the night before it and like by the time I woke up and was like mentally getting myself ready for the show I was like yeah that's not happening <laughs> I was like no. I'll be at the show <laughs> and it'll be fine it'll take yeah. it out of you for sure yeah exactly <laughs> that's like one thing I always try to be like Rossi what will future you appreciate like now mm-hmm. you really wants to do this but what will future yeah you benefit mm-hmm. from It's one thing too, like if you're just going to a show as a a viewer or like a fan, but you have to play. So you, you kind of like can't have a headache and you have to be at your peak performance. Yeah, that is, that's very true. And I always like say, once I step on stage and everything, it kind of like, if there is anything else going Mm -hmm. on in my life, like whatever it may be, it does tend to just like completely disappear there's only one time where I was like really sick and I was DJing and I was like whew but after that set I was like you know what if I can get through that set I can do anything in the world yeah no yeah. exactly my boyfriend is an artist too hi zombie I don't know if you've ever oh heard yeah, of him. yeah yeah I have heard mm-hmm. of him yeah awesome. yeah so that's my boyfriend and I'll go with him to shows and like right before he played the welcome art car at EDC oh. he was so nervous and oh. then right when he got on like all of those nerves just disappear I feel like it's the same for every artist yeah absolutely I always say like 
if we didn't get nervous that either one means we don't really care or -hmm. like aren't really invested in what we're doing or we're not pushing ourselves in some way, shape or form, like maybe with like transitions Mm -hmm. or like maybe I'm nervous about playing some new IDs or something, but I feel like Mm -hmm. nerves are such a good sign of just caring about what you do, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And I also think that applies to life too, because there will be days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so challenged right now. I'm so stressed out. But then I think back to it and it's like, if you don't challenge yourself on a daily basis, then you're not growing. Yeah. So that's how you learn yeah. and that's how you get, become a better person. Yeah, absolutely. I completely mm-hmm. agree with that. 100%. Yeah. And you never want to be the smartest person in a room. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Constantly like- just learn from others and don't take advice from people you wouldn't immediately trade places with. Oh, that's actually, I've actually never heard that. And that is a very good thing. I feel like to Mm -hmm. say that's, that's good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I'm actually curious because so like just switching gears here, I'm from San Diego and I saw that you played at the new nightclub Nova. Like, how was that? Cause it's brand new. You're like one of the first artists literally to play there. So like, how was it? it? Crazy. It was, yeah, it was the grand opening. Um, and it was seriously wild like I feel like something I was saying before the show is like San Diego obviously had like basement and bang bang and like venues like that but they haven't really had like a like a bigger scaled venue where like people like that are coming through because they have festivals and stuff but they don't really have I kind of feel like it's like the exchange of San Diego now like how LA Mm -hmm. has exchanged an academy it's kind of going to be like that of the San Diego Mm -hmm. crew and you could just tell that the crowd was like we don't have this here we are ready to go like they were like the second I stepped on stage I was like oh my god the energy from you people right now like I hadn't even pushed play that and I was like (laughs) it was so sick it was so cool and I had the best time like the venue I had never been to it as Omnia before they bought it so I don't really know how much it's changed or anything but it was really cool like for as an artist I really really enjoyed it and yeah San Diego's ready to party they're like bring it on let's go yeah like okay let's go there weren't really any I guess large scale or like very big club size dubstep shows growing up Cause when I would go, we would go to like the underground rave scenes, like, you know, like YDG. Yeah. Like he was playing like as a house DJ and like oh, playing wow. at these underground Throwback. raves and like everyone would wear all the candy. And like, it was just like one of those little areas where like they were hidden in San Diego, but like yeah. little funny, colorful rainbow posters, you know, and like, oh, I love but there that. weren't really any like actual large like venues venue and there venues. was, and there was like basement, you know, but like yeah. I would only go just to support some local friends or whatever, yeah. but absolutely yeah if then like skrillex fun. rolling through or you know none of that <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is definitely a venue skrillex could roll through i mean the like schedule they have for the next i think it's like the first like however many weekends yeah. are all crazy it's like Alinium, diplo oh what yeah, yeah like every weekend it's like the biggest hitting acts there's like jaws dead mouse dead mouse is playing yeah. it's like crazy like every weekend and they were like wow they're really trying to blow it up yeah they were they put some time into it well you were with rl grime right didn't he headline yep yeah yeah have you played you've played a couple shows with him yeah i just did exchange with him and then i also just did the sable valley tour so i was on tour with him i did like four five stops on the rl tour so yeah i've done a i've done a pretty good amount now yeah (laughs) how did you first make that connection with the sable valley fam um so I actually, this is kind of a really crazy story. So 
Um, my manager at the time, his name is Dalton. I still love mm-hmm. that man more than anything in the world. Um, he, I guess, originally he was working for Sable and he was like, oh, we should check out Rossi, blah, blah, blah. And apparently they emailed me and I, to this day, don't know if like there was a typo or like something, but I never got it. I like never got it because fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, like a year or so, um, I got like connected with the A&R and they were like, oh, we actually sent you an email once and we just never heard back from you. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> I was like, why? I was like scouring like every email I've ever had back to like my sixth grade, like hotmail like mm-hmm. <laughs> dorky email, like trying to find this email. Like, I can't believe I missed the email from Sable Valley because that was like my like dream. I was like, Sable Valley, mm-hmm. I, I have to have it. I have to have it. And um, so obviously like things came full circle and yeah. then I was just sending like a bunch of stuff I had been working on. And then um, Euphoria is what came to be. That's mm-hmm. the song with Juku that got signed to the first compilation. And so that was kind of like my first like introduction with Sable and doing that. And then I did the, like the first live stream they did. Mm-hmm. So th- those were like kind of my first things to get me involved. And then just since I had that song, obviously have the connection. So just kept sending songs and got more songs signed. And then lucky enough to have uh RL play one of my songs and not the not Halloween X but the one before that and so it just mm-hmm. kind of like grew from there and so yeah. wow now here we That's are amazing yeah it was it's like I mean I was when I was a little baby raver going to festivals and shows and stuff watching him play and now I'm like oh, no holy fuck I'm playing with <laughs> it's like well Sable Valley's doing some cool stuff like I Very love cool how stuff. they'll sometimes on Twitter, if there's a big thing coming up, I'll see like certain artists posts, like you've been admitted to Sable Valley. Mm-hmm. And it's like some text about like them joining the society yeah. or whatever. It's really cool. The way they go about like the rollouts and the marketing is super sick, super unique. And I know for me as an artist, like that feels like, like, that's like a college acceptance letter to us. We're yeah. like, fuck yeah, yeah, we're on Sable Valley. This is my acceptance letter. Like it feels mm-hmm. awesome. So even as cool as it is, I know it means a lot to mm-hmm. like the producers out there because it's like, oh shit, like we did it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And so I'm very <laughs> thankful, very thankful to be a part of that community. And they are honestly like the first people who, not, the, I don't want to say the first people because I've had a lot of incredible supporters on the mm-hmm. way, but like some of the first people of like, like RL, like the bigger mm-hmm. echelon of people to really support me. And so that it like Sable and that whole team and that whole community means so much to me because I honestly don't even know if we'd be having this conversation if it wasn't for them. So Mm -hmm. I like very much am honored and appreciate that whole, that whole team. And I mean, it shows that it was meant to be too, especially because you missed the email somehow and then they still Mm -hmm. found a way to get you. I literally still am traumatized by that, even though everything worked out completely fine because (laughs) I don't know But it's like, there's so many questions. Like, did they send it to the wrong email? Did like, I accidentally delete it? Did yeah. it go to my junk? Like, I like, did it go happened? to my junk? Like what happened? Uh-huh. I, yeah. I was like hours just going through my emails, trying to find this. And they were so nice and so cool. They weren't like upset or anything. They just told me and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, choke. <laughs> I was like, no, like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, what? And so, but yeah, I truly believe everything happens for a reason. And who knows, like maybe at that time, I, I mean, my production, versus probably when they sent it versus where it is now like now and at that point we're so much better so honestly maybe thank god for that they probably would have heard a demo and been like yikes girl (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so do you have any releases coming up 
I do. I have a lot of releases coming up. Mm, um, word. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't say what yet, but it's going to be a very, very, very cool year. And there's going to be a lot of firsts from me this mm-hmm. year. So I'll, I'll tell you that. Mm. And I'm working my little self to the bone right now in an yeah. amazing way. Like it's so sick. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously yeah. you saw on Instagram, there's a, I mean, P is also my best friend in the world, but we also were doing some other stuff too. Yeah. It's cool that you get to work with your best friends too. Cause I see you with her and then I see you with Cray sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. It's very, very awesome when like, I mean, they're, I think it's so cool, especially with females in the industry, because at first we were very much conditioned and like the industry made us feel like we were competition with each yeah. other and everyone like girls have been like, Hey, no, 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 no. Like we can all support each other. There's enough room for all of us and everything. And so it's really cool because like we're changing that narrative and everyone is really, really supportive and so sweet. And so that's really cool. Like it's like a little girl Mm -hmm. gang. Yeah. Yeah, I I see that that on the industry side of things too. Cause like on Twitter, we're in this group called the future is female. And Mm -hmm. it's like a lot of like industry girls, like managers or agents or social media managers, whatever. And we are not like gatekeeping at all. It's like the opposite of gatekeeping. Like one time I posted in the group and I was like, Hey, does anyone have any press contacts for pop punk press, you know, blogs? And, um, two people sent me like a list of 15 contacts right away within like five minutes. That's awesome though. Yeah. It's just, it's cool to be able to lift those around you up and then like kind of have that favor returned without even like trying, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I just am so happy that that is the attitude. And like you just said, like even beyond artists, like I see it with agents and managers Mm -hmm. and everyone who's a part of the scene, just being so awesome and so supportive. And it's like, we have to stick together. Like, especially as girls, like we already go through so much shit. We have to like be there for each other and support each other because none of our own successes is going to determine someone else's successes. The only thing Mm -hmm. we can do is just grow more from each other with those things. So I'm all Exactly. I'm always, I'm always open to learning from others. Um, even if like, there's people who are younger than me that I can learn so much from like Mm -hmm. TikTok, for example, I don't fucking know how to use TikTok. So like, young kids, how do I use this? Or like, do I use use these hashtags or like, what do you do? Don't get me started on TikTok. TikTok is the first time I've ever felt super old in my life. Like I'm like, trying to keep up with the kids. I'm like, one of my really good friends is she's so cute and so good at TikTok. And I'm always texting her. I'm like, how do I make this? Like, I don't understand anything. And she like will help me. And I just feel like a grandma learning how to use an iPhone because. (laughs) No, the word, don't we all? (laughs) The worst is when you have a really good video, but it's horizontal and not vertical. And then you're like, okay, do I crop in on it and remove the quality or do I like put text on top and bottom? Yeah. It's because like horizontal (laughs) videos on, or like whatever. Wait, mm-hmm. reels. Am I saying it right? I'm like, no, I'm horizontal is the horizontal. Horizon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Horizontal videos on TikTok. They just like never do good. You want them to do good and they never yeah. do. So yeah, you always are like, okay, well, mm-hmm. even like on Instagram, yeah, like, horizontal videos just don't do well. For, yeah. And at least for us. Yeah. And I feel like, especially, um, since Instagram obviously wants like to compete with TikTok. So I yeah. know they're, <laughs> to get annoying. I know their algorithm is like really favoriting reels right now, but I'm like, I don't want to post a reel. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's like, I want to post a reel and make real content, but I don't freaking have time. You yeah. Know? It's like, I, I, with the label, with welcome, we use what we're given. And yeah. a lot of times that's not real content. Yeah. It's hard. It takes like a lot of work actually for the first time. I was like, this is so funny for the first time ever. When I was at the San Diego show, Glenn like shot some videos vertically at the end Same. of my set, like specifically for it. And I was like, Whoa, this is such weird times that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, it is true. Like, I feel like videos especially if they're not being pushed as a reel they aren't doing as well unless it's like like a raw like video clip like if someone DJing Mm -hmm. those still tend to go off pretty well but other than that like for like a release or like something like that I've noticed a definite difference for sure yeah even release days like I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is but somehow Instagram just knows that Fridays are usually the release days and you can post a bomb ass video yeah you can like post a bomb ass video or even just a press pic and numbers still don't really do that yeah. well. <laughs> even like, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but even with um, like stories, like I feel like Instagram right now hates mm-hmm. when you reshare like Spotify things. And yes. it's crazy how much like lower your views and engagement is on those kind of days. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. only like the day that's really important, you guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, literally we were just talking about that because we were at Wasteland all weekend with, yeah. um, with Heartshorn and we were like trying to think of ways to c- still get views, but all of our friends were tagging us and stuff that we wanted to repost. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you repost things that you're tagged in on the story, it like suppresses it for some yeah, reason. It, so I, I'm like, what the heck? I completely agree. And I don't understand it. I mean, I feel like they just definitely at the end of the day, they're just wanting people to be making new content all the time. And yeah. that must have something to do with it. But yeah, I'm like, hello, this is a really important day for me, please. And right. thank you. <laughs> like I've worked really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Keep calm. Like, yeah, seriously. Literally. Like, uh, thanks yeah. guys. Hate to see but, it. Yeah. Hate yeah. See. It's, boring. it's always, boring. yeah. It's always a game with Instagram. Yeah, the algorithm seems to change every week. So just, I know. And I'm just like, oh. you know what? <laughs> And unfortunately it's a big part of what we do and we have to play the game, but at a certain point, I've also just been like, you know what, I'm doing the best I can and that's the Mm -hmm. best I can do. And yeah, that's what I remind myself of too. Like I always say this, if you have good intentions through everything that you do, even if it's not like received the way you want it to, or it doesn't meet up to your expectations, it will always be good in the end. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I feel like whenever you go into things with good hearts, good intentions and you're putting in the work for whatever the thing is like good things only come back to you yeah. you know it's like very much you put good energy into the world that comes back absolutely absolutely yes big, uh, big well actually so we we got some submitted questions you know, Ooh, okay yeah girl people love you holy shit <laughs> you got a load no, of questions uh, really a lot yeah. of questions so we won't be able to oh get my... through all of them but i think i'm literally tearing up right now are you serious there were at least you guys are cute you guys are cute (laughs) you guys are cute but we also want to give your fans a chance to be able to ask you questions that they want to know and get to know you more so that's the whole idea behind this podcast I love um, that so much. Oh my god. Okay. I'm ready. Yes. I'm emotionally ready for this. <laughs> All right. So first one from Jimmy Rowe. Okay. He asked, how did you learn to produce such amazing bangers from your <laughs> he's your biggest fan? <laughs> That's so sweet. Um, well, honestly, I actually started DJing first and I started playing the guitar when I was in the fifth grade. I was in love with Kurt Cobain. And so I've always kind of been just 
very much into music. So by the time I started producing, I very much understood music, but I'm not classically trained like at all. So it definitely helped in that sense. But I was going to college at the time in Chico, California, and I had a girl in my class and there's a lot of he said, she said here. So I had a girl in my class and her boyfriend's friend was making music and he, he was, and I was trying to learn how to make music. And he was, she was like, oh my God, you guys should totally hang out. Like you guys make music. I don't really know anyone else doing this. So his name is Miko. He's super talented. You guys should listen to him. And um, we just would work on music together all the time. And I literally learned so much because I was in Ableton like, just like, here's like a basic melody. Here's a kick and a snare. And it just sounded like shit, but he was so talented. So he was like, I was like his grasshopper mm-hmm. and he just taught me everything. And so then from then on, we're still incredible friends and sometimes not as much anymore, which sucks because I still love making music with them. Um, things have just gotten a little more busy, sadly, mm-hmm. but yeah, things have just grown and you learn more YouTube. Yeah. YouTube is a girl's best friend when you're learning how to produce. And honestly, like I just think there's so many resources, especially friends. If you have friends in the industry, like that's such a cool way to learn because it's so hands-on and that's what I learned the best at. And now here I am just, it worked out very well. Mm-hmm. It worked out music. Yeah. So I, owe. I actually said he actually opened up Nova. I, he, he played oh, before wow. me and then I played. Yeah. And so it was so cool. I was just like, how cool is it that we're both doing this when we were like living in Chico, just in like our bedrooms making music yeah. together and now we're both playing in San Diego. I was like, I love this so much. That's full like a full circle. Very full circle. Very full circle. And so yeah, I owe him a lot. That's shout cool. out Miko. Yeah. Shout out Miko. He's great. <laughs> Next question is from Mushu underscore AU. Um, I know you mentioned Kurt Cobain, but who else inspired you when you were first DJing and first learning to produce? Yeah. So when I first learned how to produce, it was very much the era of like when Skrillex did scary monsters. Mm -hmm. And like, that was kind of the area I was in when I grew up in EDM. So I remember it was so crazy. The first Coachella I went to, I'm so spoiled. I'm so lucky. I went and I went to Coachella and it was like when he was doing the mothership tour and I saw Mm -hmm. that and it was like R.L. Grime. He was in like the Gobi tent and like brought out um, Big Sean and like Flashdramas played at like 2 p.m. on like this tiny little stage. And I was just so inspired, especially because obviously I make trap music and I have been like thoroughbred trap music from the start to the end like mm-hmm. I it's just always mm-hmm. been my shit and I just remember being like this is the coolest thing it just like all of the energy all of the people that era was just such a gorgeous era of music and mm-hmm. time and I was like this is what I am meant to do with my life so for electronic music it was definitely like OG Floss, R.L. Grime, even Dylan Francis, like he used to get pretty oh, trappy he and pretty yeah. dirty. Yeah, he pretty was. dirty. So, yeah. and even like obviously still like classics like Daft Punk, Justice, mm-hmm. like all of those people inspired me as well, just because they're so iconic. But for like me personally and what I connected to was definitely like OG trappy, trappy boys, or even like Ooze and Hoochie, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all of those. Loud like, Pack, Jackie, Loud Pack, Bauer. Oh my God, the trap golden days were real. They I were remember very real. Floss at Red Rocks, and it was, damn, son, where'd you find this? Oh, literally, I will know <laughs> when, when P and I just did um, that back to back at Brownies, like a Kurt was there and like came on stage and was playing and stuff, and he dropped like an OG Floss song. And I was like, I am standing on stage, and he just dropped an OG Floss. I was like, this is another full circle, but I was like, this is the 
craziest thing in my entire life. I was just like in my head fangirling. I was like, whoa, this is sick. Man. Yeah. I haven't seen Floss in a minute. Yeah. So but sick. I saw so- him at Coachella some year. What year did oh, you go? Yeah. Um, I have gone for six years, so I am a, I am a Coachella basic bitch. I don't care what anyone says. I love that place. Um, but I think the first, that year that I'm talking about right now, the first year I went, I can't remember, but it was either 2013 or 2014. I can't remember which one it was. It might've been 2014. It might've been. Cause yeah. that's when I went, I went 2014, 15 and 16. Did, um, that year I'm talking about, it was like Calvin Harris also played. Yeah. Del Calvin. Rey played. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I'm trying to remember who else. Uh, Outcast played. Yes. That was the year. Yeah. yeah that was the year. That lineup was go- like, that was a goaded lineup. So we we're Such probably like, we we're probably in the same crowd. Same circle. Literally. Yeah. We we're just yeah. over there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think that. Skrillex also played that year. Yep. Yes, um, at the big uh, the Sahara tent. tent. Yeah, yeah, the Sahara tent. That was like I my remember. first. I that was like one of my first full like dubstep sets. Like, I mean, I had seen like Excision before, but like it was yeah. very weird and interesting mm-hmm. to me back in like 2011, 2012. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then you go see yeah. Skrill jumping off a spaceship, and you're like, oh my god, you're just like, whoa. Yeah. I literally <laughs> was like, insane. hi. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. It was so sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that. But I mean, outside of electronic music, like I have such a wide variety of taste of music. Like I listen to like metal. I listen mm-hmm. to rap. I love like OG rock, like Jimi Hendrix. And I'm kind of all over the place. I just, genu- it sounds so corny, but I just genuinely love music. That's awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's cool <laughs> to be open to other genres as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. On to the next one here. So Daunter underscore wants to know when you started the Rossi project, how many songs did you have ready to go for release? <laughs> one. Really? Literally one. Yeah. Just one. Um, well, because when I um, started making music and I don't know if everyone's like this, this is me speaking from my personal, personal experience. I was so ignorant to like everything that goes into making music as far as like having a ton of songs ready and the business side of things like I was like oh I'm just gonna like make a song and I'm gonna release it and like mm-hmm. work on stuff and so I made a bootleg remix of meant to love you by Jaws and that was the first thing I ever put on SoundCloud and just kind of went on from there but yeah I was so just like I love what I'm doing and I'm going to, and I had like a mix series. You will never be able to find them because they're awful. And I took them off everywhere, Ooh. but they were called like Vibin. It was like Vibin one, Vibin two, mm-hmm. Vibin three. And that was like a consistent thing I was doing at the time. Um, but yeah, I literally was just like in it for the music. Like I was like, I'm just going to make music and I'm going to release it and I'm going to do my thing. And then I got a very big uh, wake up call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So things are very different now. And I have, whoa, bye Mike. Um, <laughs> I have there she goes I know right (laughs) um I have many songs ready now but yeah at the time I was just living my music life had no idea what I was what I was getting myself into as far as like the more tactical side of things 
So yeah, that's actually a really interesting question because I was talking to Matt yesterday and two of his friends are getting ready to debut like a new house alias. And Mm -hmm. he was telling me like everything that they're doing to get started and to roll it out. And they're not even rolling it out until August. Yeah. So they're like building up a bunch of songs and like getting these vocalists to work with and like doing all the visuals. And yeah, there's like this whole strategy behind it now, which is kind of crazy. Like, I feel like you do have to do that now. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like the heart it's kind of like a like a blessing and a curse because I feel like when I first started making music that was this is gonna age me so much when I first started making music it was like when social media was just becoming a thing so I feel like our I mean there's obviously like MySpace and Facebook but in the sense of how we use it now right and so like I and I feel like so many people were so unknowledgeable about like like what can go into a rollout and like all of this kind of stuff. So all of us were just like, oh, we're just making music and like putting it out, you know, like we didn't know. And then like the more I made music and the more I got deeper into the industry, you just like your knowledge grows, it grows, it grows, it grows, it grows. And whereas now I feel like that knowledge is a little more accessible and like Mm -hmm. you can find groups of people, even if maybe you're up and coming or trying to figure out how to start, you can DM someone on Instagram and be like, hey, I really want to get started making music. How do you how did you do it and I actually have a lot of girls do that and I send them like Mm -hmm. hour-long voice memos just being like this is what I did (laughs) yeah but um so I feel like that's now like if you do want to have something ready you definitely you have have to have a plan you have to have a plan you like have to very much have a plan and I had no plan I was just like I am me I'm making music I'm putting it out I want to be a DJ I want to be a producer and fortunately I it worked out well for you fortunately (laughs) it worked out because that's like something people always ask me and they're like like one of my biggest pieces of advice is I could be you could definitely go two routes like you would kind of do like that you take on a persona and that persona is how you mm-hmm. like are when you perform or whatever or you can just be like authentically you and I obviously went authentically me route and it's just made it so easy because people are like oh how'd you come up with your brand and I'm like it's literally just me like I'm just mm-hmm. like it's just who I am so that helped a lot because I think I never was really worried about like a path or branding. I just kind of was like, this is what I like and this is what I want to do. And I did it. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, like people do gravitate towards the person behind the brand. If that, if you're making that public, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. they love to see new press picks. They love to see like, like I always use Kezo as an example, like he'll just post stories of beef or like yeah. post stories of like his tattoos or like things that make you a human, you know? Absolutely. I completely agree. And I think there's a very fine line between like you obviously have a life and you want to be able to like have that personal life and so I think there's like such a beautiful way that you can share enough with yourself of where you feel like you're really authentically connecting with people and forming real relationships because at the end of the day all of those people who support you and take the time to listen to you like you could be the best producer in the world but if those people weren't there you wouldn't have Mm -hmm. a career so I feel like the least thing we could do for those people is like give them our attention and be authentically mm-hmm. ourselves because that's just what they deserve. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. be here if people like this didn't write questions or like anything like that. That's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And so I'm just like, be you and it's cool. Be friends yeah. with them. Like, I, yeah. I don't really like the word fan. I don't like using the word fan. Yeah. I think or it's a, really, like a follower, like a follower. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's icky. I don't like that. I'm like, you guys are my friends. Like you're my mm-hmm. people. You know what I mean? So I always try, or that's why I love the word angels. Like yes. that just became a thing. I wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to call people angels. That was just something I naturally always said to people. And then it just like stuck. Like it just became the thing. Cause I would see people and I'd be like, Hey angel. And mm-hmm. Ooh, 
you should create, if you haven't already, do you have like a Facebook group where it's like Rossi's angels or something? Um, I have a Spotify playlist named Rossi's angels for like music and stuff like that, but I don't think we have mm. a Facebook group. Maybe we'll have to do yeah, that. Yeah. I think you should. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's another that's way idea. to stay connected to your supporters and marketing 101. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a go. lot of times, like it's cool too. Cause we're in like Kezo's doghouse, and people are like, just so engaged. They'll yeah. just post pictures of candy that they made or that's random so things. Cool. Yeah. Memes. Oh, I want to do that. Me- lots of memes. memes. Love the memes. Or yeah. Or like discord. I know discord's pretty big on like stuff like that too. Like having like a discord chat with people and stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, maybe I'll have to do that. That would be cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love that. Well, let us know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, definitely. I will. But yeah. Okay, we have time for one more submitted question, and then okay. we'll go into what we call the lightning round. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is from Isaac and Billy Flan. They both asked the same question, so okay. we just decided to combine <laughs> it. <laughs> Pineapples on pizza? Yes or no? Yes. I love it, especially if you do pineapples and jalapenos. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. It's not like my go-to, but it's really good. I highly recommend. I haven't tried that before. Yeah, like it. I promise. Never even thought about trying. Yeah, I I know. I had some roommates um, that are still some of my best friends in the entire world, and that was like their favorite. And so we got it one night, and I was like, "Whoa, this is really good." And now my new roommate—well, not new—we've been roommates forever, but since living with those mm-hmm. people I got it and had them try it and they're like oh my god this is so good mm. Like, mm, Chrissy we'll have to try it maybe yeah you have to try it it's really good <laughs> I'll remember that well yeah we're moving into the lightning round um okay. this is kind of like the last section we okay. have like seven questions for you we try to make them fun and like kind of okay. quick you know I'm excited um, of water before this and <laughs> yeah, sip of water. And we tell people to answer them quickly, but sometimes we'll ask you a question and it's not something you can answer quickly. So okay, cool. whatever you want to do. Um, but okay. our first question is, what is the best white cloth like, flavor? Black cherry. Really? I really? Think, I don't know. You're one ah. of those girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like, I like the whole case. Um, that's I love lime. I love the lime. I, I like that. The lime. the lime, grapefruit, and black cherry are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the citrusy ones a lot too, but right now I'm kind of on a black cherry kick. They taste like Capri Suns. They do. But I, but I hate the other pack. I think it's gross. Yeah. What are the other flavors? It's like mango, lemon. Mm-hmm. Oh, the lemon ones are not good. So I, like I hate the mango is my most hated one. I hate the mango one. Oh, wow. And really? everyone loves that one. And I don't mm-hmm. know why. I like yeah. the watermelon one. Oh yeah, that one's not bad. I agree with you on that. Yeah, they're, they're rolling out the flavors. The one that I haven't tried yet is the plain one. Have you tried the Surge? I tried that and I didn't like it. Yeah, flavors aren't that great, but I was like, okay. Um, like, I felt like I was, I was like- <laughs> For loco life. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm drunk now. Yeah, it's like yeah. 8%. I was like, oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> like yeah. we needed that. I was like, yeah, I really needed that. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, no. but yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go OG. That entire variety pack is like mm-hmm. the go final answer. All right. Fair we'll we'll take it right now. Yeah. <laughs> what words would you use to describe your music style? Um, cinematic, emotional, and grimy. Cool. Oh, cinematic cool. is cool. Okay. Thank you. That reminds me of, uh, eternity on welcome. Mm-hmm. 
I still, I still bless that track. I love to hear that. I love that song. <laughs> Same. We need another Bafu collab. All right. He's so talented. It's yeah. crazy. So we need talented. another Rossi track on the mm-hmm. label. That too. We can, we can make, <laughs> we can make that happen. Yeah. I'm like thinking of my early schedule. I'm like, Ugh. you're like, uh, November. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how's November look for you guys? Yeah. Or February, 2023. <laughs> oh, freaking honestly. Oh That's good. That's a good position to be in. Yeah. I'm lucky, lucky yeah. and happy. Um, next question is who are your producer best friends? Oh, that's a hard question to answer. Well, obviously Paulina, mm-hmm. that girl is my life and soul. Uh, there's so many people I could say right now. Um, definitely Harry. Uh, his artist name is Certain. If you don't know him, I very much recommend looking him up. Also, um, DJ. I'm trying to think of the people I talk to the most. Alico, Nostalgics, mm-hmm. Cheney, Hayden. Who else do I talk to the most? I feel like that's like people that are like, we talk like pretty much every day, Miko, obviously. Um, but I'm very lucky to know so many incredibly nice people. Julian Jewels, I'm really close with him as well. Ooh. I love him. He's mm-hmm. such a, I always call him my like, people always say when we get together, we're like dumb and dumber. Cause we're just, <laughs> <laughs> we both, we're both a little too crazy. So they put us on shows together and we're like, that. I love that movie. And uh, Red Drum, that's also my queen. Mm -hmm. I love her. I love her so much. Um, There's so many people. There's so many incredible people in this scene. I don't even know if I can can keep going forever. That was a good like seven or eight of them. Yeah, I'm really lucky. I have a really good relationship with a lot of people. All right, we got two more questions for you. This one is, what is your pre-show routine? Oh my gosh. Um, Okay, so I always, my number one thing I'm so superstitious about because I always listen to Wild for the Night by Skrillex and ASAP. That's like, really? that song gets me hyped. And so I like every time I haven't listened to it, like I haven't had like, not that any show is ever a bad show, but just like something has happened or something. And so now I'm like mm-hmm. really superstitious about it. But I, so I have me and Glenn, who is like my brother, best friend, um, he and I like started a playlist and we like add like hype up songs to it. And it's like, we call it like the walkout playlist. And so we listen to the walkout playlist and I usually, whenever I do my makeup, I sit on the counter and I sit in the sink. So I usually like have a white claw listening to the walkout playlist, sitting in the sink, just like putting my makeup on, getting hyped for the show. Hey, there's your TikTok right there. You should get someone to record you doing that before your next show. I should. Yeah, with yeah. Wild for the Night playing in the background. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listen to it like 12 times before I play. I'm like... We all have heart. those songs that just yeah. send us. Yep. Or if me and P are together, we have this thing where we go like this, where you're like flexing your muscles and we make... Mm-hmm. It depends on who's playing. So like if I'm playing I, to her, I have to be like, I'm a bad bitch. And then yes. she's like, yeah, you are. And then I'm like, okay. And then we go on stage. <laughs> love that just to, like hype each other up and me and Reminds also me. have a handshake Ooh, cool yeah so before I get on we'll be like can I do it with myself no I don't, I don't know I can, can you <laughs> I don't know no I don't think I can but yeah we have a little handshake we'll do right before we go on stage 
I was going to say, reminds me of like the songs you hear the baseball players play when their names get announced at the yes. stadium. And there's sometimes it's a really cool song. Sometimes it's like a song from your parents' generation. Yep. It's like pretty much exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> but Wild for the Night, that's mine. Cool. I can just picture like Gangsta's Paradise playing in the background and you just walking out on stage or something. Mm-hmm. I literally, yeah, I think when I'm walking on stage, I try to be like, I'm Beyonce. I got this nerves. It's fine everything's fine oh yeah <laughs> queen you have to channel those nerves you know so yeah I oh, definitely yeah. that's my favorite favorite part of getting ready for shows is just blasting music and mm-hmm. having fun <laughs> yes love that okay uh one more question I guess this kind of relates to some stuff we already talked about but okay. what upcoming women artists do we need to have on our radars everyone um yeah. every single one of them uh I actually have a list in my phone I'm like I don't know oh yeah because I just like I get I do get asked a lot and I just like think that's so cool and I want to try to support as many people as I can yeah so um obviously the obvious ones that everyone knows I'm friends with like P, Chaney, mm-hmm. Nostalgics, Red Drum, Jessica they're all freaking go forever there's Vampa there is freaking Villa there is Tati, there's Tsunami, there is, I'm trying to go through people I haven't listed already. Whipped Cream, obviously, mm-hmm. AW, obviously, Lucy, Rez, Dot. I'm forgetting so many people right now. Where's my list? Allison. Mm-hmm. It was like Ali's son. Um, oh, yeah, I've seen her. Yeah, I thought she's on there. And then there's, um, like Vanessa, I think that's, I don't know if that's how you say it. It's like spelled different. Kindle, mm-hmm. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday. Like everyone, there's so many amazing girls in this scene. Um, uh, what's that girl's name? That's really sick. She does like um, uh, Hur- Harley, Harley X or like Harley, something like that. She does like mid-tempo. It's like Hurley. Uh, I literally mm. need to look it up now because I don't know. I can't remember how to spell it. It's like Hurley axe or something i think she's on the g jones tour oh cool i'm not sure damn there's so many sick lots of women lots of women yeah i actually need to update this list or um zia or zaya i always forget i'm so bad it's like it's hard when you haven't really had that many conversations and you see all their names on twitter and stuff and you're like oh fuck i hope i'm saying that right yeah i love her too and level up i love her so much such a sweetie the list goes on I feel like for days and if you're a female producer and you're listening keep fucking killing it yeah keep fucking killing it we need you guys yeah yes we need more women in the scene yeah and we're gonna take over yeah we are all gonna take over the world who run the one world girls Mm -hmm. exactly yeah well that concludes the lightning round not that bad right no that was good that was good you guys I love that that was fun yeah. So yeah. do you have any final words that you'd like to say to anyone who's listening right now? Um, well, if you're listening, first of all, thank you for taking the time to listen. I appreciate that a lot. And um, I honestly just want to say no matter what you do or who you are, I hope you're happy. And I hope you know that you can do anything in the world. Sometimes you just need that. Yeah. And I just feel like, like, I mean, I'm sure if someone's listening, they're probably in the music scene or like are a fan of music or something, mm-hmm. but that doesn't I'm just like, do whatever you feel, whatever you feel, whatever you need, whatever you is telling you, just do that thing. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. okay to take days off. Just know that. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. 
take exactly. days off. Listen to your body. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm listening to my poor body that hates me right now. You got this. Not happy with me. <laughs> well, thanks again for joining the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thanks keep for killing it, girl. Yes. Oh yeah, I'll definitely see you guys hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. if you're in Denver or are you going to Miami Music Week? No. Okay. I don't think so. As of now, no. Hmm. EDC Vegas? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, well hopefully we'll be we'll there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if yeah. you're there, maybe we can mm-hmm. link up. But... Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely keep in touch. 